the internet, you're busy, let's do this. It's the Games Beat the Science Podcast, and we're back with more E3 again. I don't know what day it is. I don't know. Two? Yeah. And <laughs> These are now, everything is, <laughs> we are now in like the uh, E3 era. And what, like, what time is it right now? It's, it, it's also too late. It's too late. Uh, it's actually not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not that late, but it's East Coasty still for me, and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. We are recording this at the end of. He's trying to wipe the water I spilled off my laptop screen. And it's bugging me. Yeah, it's actually really bugging me now too. But you know, that's what happens at the end of a long day, and it was another long day. So we started off with we went to a Microsoft event. Mike, you, you and uh, me went yeah. to that. Uh, Dean went to that as well. Dean's not here, although I'm sure he'll barge in in the middle of the episode again. Um, and then there was Ubisoft, and then we ended the day with Sony. Was there anything else that PC we... PC gaming. Oh, PC yeah. gaming. That's right. God, I completely it's forgot. Like ages ago, yeah. Yeah. Intel. There was the Intel uh, press conference for right. PC gaming right I missed the PC gaming show, so you guys have to tell me if anything interesting happened. I mean, and that was... So that was pretty early. Okay, well, actually, let's do Microsoft first, because okay. you and I went to that, and that was like a little bit before this, and then we'll go into the Intel and the PC gaming thing. So... Um, we went to Microsoft had an event after their major presentation online yesterday, and this event was a chance to finally play a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. They had the Xbox One X there. Uh, didn't anything stand out to you that you got to play? Uh, most I, I mean, I, I got to play uh, three games. First off, I got to do Sea of Thieves, which was really cool. So last year it was um, kind of the uh, ship experience, right? Mm-hmm. Going on a ship and you were fighting another ship, and it was, you know, it's like that four player co op kind of thing. This time was all about treasure hunting. So they kind of just start you in a port town. You have like a treasure map, and uh, you kind of just have to go there and find the treasure. And again, it's really cool, kind of like how the ship stuff was, because like the game doesn't have like a UI that tells you all this information, right? Like you have like a picture of a uh, island. You have to like go on like your big map and find out where that island is, and you have to like tell the person, all right, turn the ship that way. You look at your compass, like all right, I think we're going the right way, and stuff like that. And then you're looking at your treasure map where the X is. You're trying to find like landmarks using the compass to figure out kind of where you are. Um, so you know you're communicating the whole time. It's really neat. Yeah, it's it was more complex than what they showed from Sea of Thieves last year. Right? It was more complex, and certain things looked a lot better, specifically the water. I, if the water looked this good last year, I don't remember it. But the water is like th- stunning right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it looked this good. No. They really uh, upped that game. I think they kind of realized they had to do something visually to take say we're taking advantage of the Xbox One X, and they're putting it all in the water. Four K water. Four K water. Oh, there's yes. a lot of K's in that water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I got to play uh, two of the indie games that were there. One was Ashen, which um, I, I, I couldn't get a big grasp on it yet. It was kind of like a sort of, I don't know, it's, what do you call this genre where you kind of walk around and no one's talking very much and you kind of like have to eat. And you have to eat, and like everyone, everything's kind of somber. You have to kind of eat food to restore your health. You well, know, it's a survival. Kind of. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, yeah, kind of survival. It's not like, it's not like. You know, some of those games. It's not a survival simulator. No, but it, it kind of had that vibe. And then, like, there was a cave. I went, and I was really confused for a while because, like, it was like this cave was there. And there were, like, two like two sets of two holes. And it said, like, like you know, enter or whatever. And you, that guy put his fist in both holes and nothing happened. And then, like, after five minutes of doing this, another player showed up. The guy next to me put his two fists in the other hole. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this is a co-op game. No. So... That makes sense. Then that we went down this cave and we're kind of walking around and attacking things. Um, it seemed fine. I just didn't quite get like what the big gist of it was. It looked cool. It kind of had like that sort of pretty minimalist style thing, mm-hmm. kind of witness e. Uh, right. 
Uh, the one that like kind of showed better was the uh, the Artful Escape, which is this uh, 2D sort of story driven uh, fancy Simon Says game. I guess I, I could call it. Is that it. the one that has the sort of flash animated animation style graphics where the characters? The are... character looks very flash flash animation, but like the backgrounds are like more like right. detailed and like very pretty and stuff is going on. And, like the cool thing about it is like the guy's kind of like he's like a like a guitar rocker and like it's like you jump. You push A to jump, you push A to double jump, but then you push it like A again, you keep tapping it, you start shredding in midair, and that's how you like, <laughs> that's, right, that's how yeah. you like flutter, like yeah. Yoshi style. <laughs> and like, yeah, and then like, let's say you come across this monster, and he has like, the monster face kind of resembles the buttons on the Xbox like controller, and you're like, you're basically doing the Simon Says thing, but like, you're playing like these awesome guitar chords, and even though it is Simon Says, it's actually kind of really neat and satisfying, mm-hmm. and it's really pretty. Um, that but, sounds like the tenacious D pick of yeah. movie turned <laughs> right. into a game. But um, but like like the attitude could have very much been like that, where it's kind of like brutal ledger or something, and it's mm-hmm. not like that. It's much more kind of I don't know, almost Bastion ish in a way. Right. I guess it, I would call the tone in some ways, but uh, it seemed neat. I really would like to play more of that one. That's it from Microsoft that I really saw. Yeah, the only thing I saw, only time I had, like, only thing I had time for was Minecraft. Uh, I had an appointment. Uh, you know, it's Minecraft, it's Minecraft, but they were showing off, uh, like, their new system where they are bringing in outside servers. You know, these people run private servers that can have thousands of other players on there. That's something that's not been in the game before on, like, console or mobile and uh, Windows 10 that's and nice. virtual reality. They're bringing it in. It's there. It works. It was neat. Um it's not something I'll probably ever really use myself, but I could tell that this is going to be a big deal to people who are playing Minecraft on those platforms. Um, so, yeah, then from there, I left you to go do all those other things you mentioned, and then I ran to kind of catch up with Stephanie, who had already been covering the Intel press conference. What, what was, like, kind of the thing happening there? Um, the Intel stuff was mostly, there was a lot of esports. Right, like, they're teaming up with ESL to do a lot mm-hmm. of esports stuff. There's, I think the most interesting thing from that, for me, before the PC gaming section started, was the virtual reality esports, like um, Echo Arena. Yeah, they were talking yeah. about that, and I kind of came in late. Can you, yeah, explain what that means, like virtual reality esports, because I was, like, trying to catch up. Yeah, from what I can gather, it kind of looks like, because I was also writing, so I didn't get to yeah. watch everything but it looked like it was kind of like an obstacle course slash shooter kind of thing and so they're gonna like have a virtual esports competition i think so that's kind of interesting um i guess we'll see how that goes whether or not that'll take off yeah i mean there's there's so many questions around that but my thing with virtual reality and esports is always i just want to watch existing esports in virtual reality i want to watch rocket league yeah like sitting on the sideline or like like kind of like right above the action just sitting there and be able to like look left or right at the cars as they drive by oh yeah Uh, that would be really fun that yeah i think that's the best use for it actually but but we'll see that no one's really done that except for Valve's done it with Dota, and I don't care about Dota, so I didn't actually hmm. use it. I'd like like a top-down sort of like battle room scenario where yeah. you can look down at what people are doing. Yeah, and, and the, I mean, there's there are some like Oculus Rift had a cool game like that where you're looking down on a battlefield right. and moving objects around. But I just want to watch like people who yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, then the PC gaming show proper started, and they've done this the past couple of years. I think we talked a little bit about the history of this thing, so we'll just kind of jump right into it. Uh, Day nine was host again, and there was a lot, like, I think that's the theme. There was a lot more news than we were expecting for everything except for maybe Sony because we were expecting, like, a huge amount of news. Yeah. Um, so this PC gaming thing, I think the big standouts were the Age of Empires Definitive Edition. They're kind of bringing that series back in a way. It's 
the same graphics. It's not like they're turning the 2D graphics into 3D graphics. They're updating the sprites. It looked really cool, uh, but they definitely teased that there would be something more coming up soon in terms of an announcement. I think they're going to probably bring out a sequel, try to make this series work again. It's one of those Microsoft franchises that uh, they haven't really known what to do with. They bought it a long time ago. They've tried a bunch of different things. There was like a free-to-play version, I think, for a while that didn't go anywhere. And now it seems like they are kind of on a pathway where they're like, they're just going to focus on the classic Age of Empires fans. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty smart. Um, what, what else happened there, Stephanie? I don't like seeing it's been so long ago. Like, that's the only thing I can really remember off the top of my head. Um, there are a lot of indies. Yes. So like Ooblet, Scott... The spotlight at one point, right? Um, and that, that showed up like uh, like a half a second at yeah. Microsoft, but now I got a little bit more time there. Yeah, I don't think they actually interviewed anyone no. from the Ublitz team. I think it's like only two, like a two person studio or something. And then they they showed Tunic, which also looked pretty cute. The yeah. isometric fox puzzle RPG. That's type right. Thing. I was kind of catching that one out of the corner of my eye. I thought it looked cool. I did realize that was Tunic when you guys were actually talking about it earlier today. Yeah, you were writing about it. Um, what was this XCOM thing? So, so they kind of, that's what they kicked it off with. XCOM, the War of the Chosen, or just War of the Chosen. Mm-hmm. It is an expansion that does require uh, XCOM 2. So it's like the enemy within. Yes. For, I, I thought, I, and that might have been a standalone. I think it was yeah. standalone, uh, but it, it was like less expensive. And they, so they're saying this is going to require XCOM 2, but it will be way bigger than the Evil Within was. Um, so... I don't know. The, the the gist of it is that there is a new chosen enemy attacking the planet, this alien force, and it's so powerful that you need the most powerful super soldiers the XCOM forces have ever had. So there's a bunch of new classes, and it's just like... It's almost like hero units a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Not quite... that. Maybe not quite to that level of like sure. customization, but it's near that. Um, XCOM 2 is when I still... I haven't still played the base game, so I might just actually mm-hmm. try to get that cheap and then see if I like it enough to pick up this expansion. Well, I play XCOM 2, when, and I don't know if we're transitioning yet, but you can just play XCOM <laughs> Mario and Rabbids. I think we probably can get pretty close to transitioning. I, there's nothing else going on with the PC gaming show, really. No, not really. And, and so. really, we should probably just talk it about this game. So, Mike, why don't you actually kind of lay down what the hell we were talking about? The rabbit in the, the room. thing that rabbits. We, we knew yeah. it was happening, and it was it real. was happening, and they made like a big deal about it. like they Ubisoft opened with this. Um, the guy whose name's what you you can pronounce the Yves Yves Gimel Yves Gimel came on stage. Shiggy <laughs> came out there. Shigeru Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Like a very Shigeru Miyamoto had very nice things to say about the rabbits. <laughs> he just couldn't stop saying nice things He's about like, them. Oh, I have their dolls on my desk. I'm like, Miyamoto, you're such a fucking liar. There's no way you have rabbits on your <laughs> desk. And then, like, they show the game, and it's like, the game looks cool. It's, it, I, if I, I wish the rabbits weren't a part of it, to be honest. But, like, uh, yeah, I'm me. willing to suffer through them, because, like, mm-hmm. it really is a Mario, like, XCOM-style, tactical, turn-based role-playing game. Yeah. With... It's like and like and like even like XCOM they have guns. It's like literally that. Yes. It looks just like that. It's really it looks really nice. It like it it, it, it looks it looks off a little bit, just a little off, but it still looks nice. It looks a little off because it's not Nintendo doing right. it. Like it, it, I told you, it kind of looks like when you see those like Mario and Unreal Engine four fan things, yes, and exactly. it like looks really pretty, but it's like it also looks kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like something <laughs> Nintendo would never make, and I. I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't go this that far with no. what this looks like, but it does. It, this one's just like one degree mm. to the left of like Nintendo design elements, right? But I mean, it, again, it, it really looks a lot like something like XCOM, and it, like, but there's like an overworld segment where like 
Mario's being led by a Roomba. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to figure out what was going on there, and that's what it looks like. I guess that's... Is that like your cursor? Why would you need a cursor? Like, maybe it's not it's direct controls? I, I don't know. We don't know. We're going to have to try to get our hands on this fucking thing. Well, like, did they right. say it's going to be playable or anything? It's coming out in August. It's probably going to be playable. So, yes. Okay. So, clearly, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to play this and really... But, like, people are intrigued, it. man. I tell you what, this is going to be very good for the rabbits, Cache, because they seem like they were just about played out. Well, I mean, they, they, and all of a sudden, like, I like the rabbits relative to like the minions. Like the minions came and ate their lunch. The minions like were exact same thing as the rabbits, and like totally conquered the world in terms of young moviegoers and stuff like that, and families, and they make billions of dollars every time, every time they have a movie come out. Uh, so yeah, the rabbits seemed like they were done, and now this really could revitalize them to the point where. For, for kids that prefer games over movies, this could be the thing that they, you know, that they're way into. Um, I, I'm with you, Mike. I'm going to suffer through it because I want to see what it's like to play through an XCOM-style campaign right. with these Mario characters. Right. And I don't care if the one rabbit that is Princess Peach is just, like, dressed like her because it's a little rabid. Yeah, I'm totally into it. Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, so so they had that. Uh, then Ubisoft, I mean, some things that weren't too exciting, like a steep expansion, which is, uh, like, the yeah. Olympics. Uh that's fine. We saw Assassin's Creed. More, nothing really new. More South Park. More South Park. Yeah, like South Park. Like, hey, that looks great. They did announce the South Park mobile game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie, I know you wrote about that. That one looked fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think all the South Park games are pretty. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and it looks like it's in the style of the other ones. Um, yeah. And it's like the same kind of like, kind of a RPG. It's funny, though, because they had that whole episode, like, Talk about why like, mobile games are awful. So I wonder, like, how free to play this one's going to be, yeah. without them being kind of hypocritical, or you know, maybe they don't care. Um, then they showed off Skull and Bones, which I think yes. is kind of like the the bigger game they had in the middle of their yeah. thing. They're starting with Mario and Rabbids. Uh, this is the thing that kind of was the the second act. It is, and this was a this was a surprise. Yeah, this it is was cool. It was surprising, and it was, but it was also seemed inevitable. They haven't. It, okay, it's so, been a rumor for a while that they would because. So Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, was the right. pirate one. And everyone liked it, actually. And everyone kind of liked the pirate stuff in it, more so than the Assassin's Creed stuff. And the problem was they couldn't, like, quite do just another Assassin's Creed Pirates game. Was the right, whole point you can't of put it as, like, a mini-game in yeah. every other Assassin's yeah, Creed Yeah, kind of game. the point of that series is that they go to different, you know, times. So everyone's like, we should just probably make this its own thing. And that's literally what they've done here. Except, kind of twist here is that it, it doesn't really seem to be much of a single-player thing. It it's, might have that component. But they're definitely really pushing this multiplayer kind of uh, open world online, always like getting it's, into matches. It's destiny, it's pirate destiny, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but and and if you're thinking, then you guys just talk about Sea of Thieves. Isn't this just the same thing? Uh, yeah. The difference here is that you control the ship by yourself with a bunch of AI uh, cooperative partners who are. Like doing all the other, all the like the chores on the yeah. ship to keep it like, running. Like the ship is almost your player character, kind of as right. it was in Assassin's Creed. Whereas like right. Sea of Thieves, you're literally playing pirates who like need to work together to run a ship. Right. Yeah. There's it's like a just like a, the scale thing. Like the Sea of Thieves is like one level down in terms of where like the division of labor, uh, where you know this what is it called skull and bones. Yeah. Uh, you're you're in charge of the entire ship yourself, which yeah. is kind of a very different way, a very different take. But I think the way it breaks down still is, yeah, destiny on the sea with your, with your ships and you, your crew of ships where you're playing with all your friends and they are piloting their own ships. Um, but it looked it looked a lot like the, the Assassin's Creed game where or mechanically just, very similar, which just ramming like, ships. Into yeah, each and that mechanic. I mean, those mechanics were great. I mean, it's super. I'm down for that kind of game. Mm. So I mean, I'm kind of yeah, I'm all for this. I think it it looks really nice, looks real pretty. Yeah, but would you have preferred a, like another single player pirate game? Or? Uh, 
I probably might have. I get it. You right. know, games of service, right? That's what, you know, welcome to the new age. Uh, yeah, and this but, totally works for that, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, is there anything else we want to talk about before, like, the big reveal at the end? Let's talk about the big reveal at the end. I don't okay. I think too crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, they did Just Dance, a couple other things, uh, all the other Ubi stuff Some you expect. Some VR stuff, yeah. Some VR stuff. And then, at the end, they hit us with this trailer that has a, basically a humanoid, you know, anthropomorphic pig in it. So you're like, oh, that's Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's happening. It's like, it's so kind of not that for a bit. Like, I mean, it's a got... character says an F word. You yeah. don't see any of the characters from the first one. They're like, oh, maybe it's not that. Right. And then it is. And it, but it had the same energy throughout, so it's like, I'm in the, like, I'm still thinking maybe it is, but yeah, you're right. There's a point where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is. Like, yeah, you can't yeah, be totally. else. Um, but like, yeah, there's, so it looks like there's a, it is Beyond Good and Evil 2. I mean, I guess let's just confirm that. And then there is this human humanoid monkey character who seems like the main character who's got uh he's got you know a, a human sidekick right but he's also got like what is it style he's got an attitude um yeah but like if you i don't know if you know the rap group the ant word uh he's very like that those people from that uh, rap group and I don't know, yeah either way it, yeah, it was very... It reminds me of the basis from the gorillas. <laughs> yes, it, was, it yeah. looks exactly like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, the, you know, it, the point is it was a cinematic movie trailer, or a game trailer that kind of played like a movie trailer. Uh, and it established this world that has flying cars. It looked very like the, very much like the fifth element. Um, and it was kind of all about this monkey, or this ape, mm-hmm. uh, confusing that, that the humanoid pig to steal something to get it back from... Uh, to get it back to his crew that seemed like the rambunctious, rowdy right. boys. So, yeah. Guys. And, and kind of the, the twist here is that this is a prequel now. It's still called Beyond the Needle, but it basically has no resemblance to, like, that 2018 teaser trailer we saw, which had uh, Jade and uh, Paige, or Paige, or whatever. Yeah, Paige. Paige was right. Yeah, I forget. It's been so long. Uh, who are, like, the main characters of that game, which is, like, it's kind of a weird pill to swallow because i think for a lot of people who really liked beyond good and evil they wanted to see that kind of story continue you know yes, totally like that's what everyone was excited about uh and then there is kind of like the tonal shift right like uh, you know we're going from pg to uh at least pg-13 here maybe R. I don't know yeah and it, it also seems very much like a a, a group of rebels versus a yeah. gangster sort of organization as opposed to the first game which was this journalist and, you know, the re- re- right. rebel well, versus, I guess, the, like, the government. Yeah, I guess that's, that's not the other problem is, like, Beyond Good and Evil was really unique, like, all these photo-taking, stuff like that, and now there's kind of this worry, like, uh, they're turning this into another, like, open world, uh, always online, uh, you know, go to the high spot and conquer this camp kind of a thing, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So there, there are kind of, cons- it's like, everyone's really excited that it's happening. It is a cool thing. But there are kind of, like, some flags being raised, right? Stephanie, did you play Beyond Good and Evil? No. So, seeing this trailer, did it do anything for you? Uh, it's not really. It just seemed kind of, like, overly crude, I guess. It was. You know, like, yeah. it was just kind of, like, a weird... And then there was that, like, tone shift towards the end with, like, the mute, the sentimental music swelling. And See, and that... Like, what's going well, on? Well, that's, like, that was, like, the music cue from Beyond Good and Evil, yeah. which was, I think, the kind of, like, the for fans, where it was like, oh, cool, yeah... You know, I kind of wish the rest of it felt a little bit more like that. Yeah, it just felt like they were trying to be like kind of cool, like, hello, fellow kids. And then yeah. like, suddenly at the end, you know, they were like, no, there's a real plot here. We're right. gonna, well, and it's like, I get in a way because, I mean, what, Beyond Good and Evil 1 didn't sell well in the first place. It came out in 2003. It's hard to make a direct sequel to that. Um, but you're also still calling it Beyond Good and Evil 2 mm-hmm. anyways. Uh, I, yeah. So 
yeah, there's questions there, but it is cool that it's happening. It is one of those things, you know, even if you don't actually care, it's like, oh, cool, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is actually a thing. I mean, people, I, I, we're just looking at the Reddit page. It's one of the most upvoted posts today on, yeah. like, the game's page. Like, and, it was, and it was a genuine surprise, and those are cool. Mm-hmm. Again, it's probably not coming out until 2019, but it was a cool surprise. For sure. But, yeah, it, it's cool to see that they, like... What what I really liked about this is that um, Michelle Ansel, the producer of Beyond Good and Evil One, who's he's back for this game. He came on the stage. He, had, he like, was like clearly yeah. emotional yeah. that he yeah. finally because he's been dealing with these questions for since two thousand eight. And I was like, is that game still alive? Oh, it's clearly dead, right? And, and it, but you could tell like he like he was so emotional that it was important to him to like to make the surprise count. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's so important to him that he's apparently been lying to to fans over the last couple of days because people were like, hey, is it going to be there? And he's like, no, it's not going to be there. Like yeah. he flat out said, it's not going to be. So like. I like that uh, Ubisoft seems like the one company that realizes that putting out um, mis- like misinformation and straight yeah. lies is actually a good way to keep your E3 press conference feeling fresh instead of like you know begrudgingly admitting like what you actually have coming. Um, I, I think that's it for Ubisoft for now. Maybe we'll do like a little wrap up at the end here where we like actually sure. kind of talk about how they compare to some of the other stuff we've seen so far. But let's just get into Sony now. So Sony wrapped up the night. There was another uh, you know pretty long gap between. Uh, those things. Uh, I, I guess first, though, you, Mike, again, you and I went to the pre-Sony <laughs> thing and played some games. It's the, there's, oh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. Well, I, mean, what, 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 I was just about to complain about Wi-Fi, which isn't really that <laughs> exciting to our listeners, but I needed to get it off my chest. Yes. But we could talk about the games we played there. So sure. Okay, yeah. So we went there, and so how it worked last year is Sony was at, I can't remember the name of the theater, but they have uh, the, this big sort of nice theater set up with a stage that lights up with all the colors. And after the event, Last year, we walked out of there and went right into this big room that held all, all the games they just announced, or many of the games they just announced, and could play them, get our hands on with them, and try them out. Instead, this year, they flipped that, and we went into this room at the start of the thing, before the before we saw the press conference, and played a bunch of games like, uh, well, there was games like Ace Combat 7, they had Dissidia, Final Fantasy. Yeah, which I got to play, yeah, was, which is such a mess of a game, and it's beautiful in its way. It's mean, the Final Fantasy fighting game. Yeah, and it's... It, it works a lot like it did on PSP, which is just, like, wait, like, super convoluted. Like, you have, like, your basic attacks don't actually take away health from the other opponent. You have to use different attacks for that. Like, the the UI is just ridiculous, how much information it's trying to convey and all these different... Oh, my God. Does Square Enix develop these games? That, that, the, the I Sega think so. Games? I think of they course, just make they them. They would have to, because yeah. who else would be able to but make like, such a complicated oh, game? Yeah. But, I mean, you're a Final Fantasy fan. It's just, like, cool to see, like... Therion, the hero from Final Fantasy 2, like, right. like, look in this really impressive 3D character model. So, and it is like, it, you know, it is fun when you like get it, but it, it takes a little getting to get. Yeah, it. yeah for sure. But um, it was cool to see again being used to playing that on PSP. It was cool to see like oh, the yeah, PlayStation 4 upgrade, big yeah. version, and it is like a big difference. Yes. Um, right next to those stations, there was Nino Kuni 2, which yeah. I, I don't think I ever touched, but it looked cool. I, I. I Going to see that at the show, so I didn't like get in line, but I was kind of looking over his shoulder. It looks so beautiful. Um, I can't wait for that. And the, the other, they had a lot of Japanese games, which I liked. They even had Yeez 8 there, which yeah. I played a bit. Uh, I, I haven't touched that series until that um, Memory of Calcetta came out for the Vita. And I mean, they're, they're kind of pretty basic action RPG things, but they're fun. Yeah, totally. And they they just keep um, either remaking them or releasing them or yeah, making sequels. Coming. So it's cool. Um, there was another station on that side that someone told me about. I never, I couldn't find it. Now I can't remember the game, but I feel like it was one of the more important ones. But we'll jump to NAC two. This is 
This is one where we kind of we. I think we played it as a joke, right? Yeah, it was to be funny. Yeah, we're like well, we're gonna go play this this stupid sequel that shouldn't exist. That yeah, that no one asked for. The PlayStation Four's Red Steel Two, like the like the worst thing and like the worst thing they could do is make a sequel to this game, right? No one wants it. Uh, we sat down to play it. It has yeah, co-op now. Yeah, co-op, and it was pretty good. We played. The we platform. actually had fun. Yeah, it was the platforming section, and we were just hopping See, around. When I played, we Knack- were like, we're gonna speed run this, and I think that was like a key to. No, like, I played play. a bit of Knack One. I do not remember very well. I feel like it did not have that much platforming. I thought it was kind of pretty combat focused. I, yes, I think you're right. And this one, like, it was pretty fun. Like, it wasn't like a co-op platformer in that it's like one of the things like, you hold down the lever while I go under the gate, right. and then I'll pull this lever. I it, thought it was going to happen. I even tried, like, there was like a seesaw thing, yeah. and I thought I was supposed to, like, It wasn't jump. that. We were basically just kind of playing at the same time. Um, but it was, the, the cool thing about it was, like, shri- like, like, Knack's whole thing is, like, he like can like turn into a little knack and then a big knack. It's a cool effect because like the pieces right. of him literally fall to the ground and come back in. But it's like sometimes there's these little ledges. You need to be a little knack. And we're like we, you and I are, we're, we're playing cooperatively, but most of the time we were kind of racing trying to. That's see what it. I set up. Like this is a speed run. It's kind of the fun way to do it. Yeah, right? we, like we weren't like it wasn't like super competitive, but we were having fun trying to get ahead of each other. Yeah. So when we're like we're spl- like blitzing for these little ledges, uh, so we you know you hit the R one button to go little. Like right as you get to these little ledges, and he just sheds all his it extra pretty pieces, cool. and you just hit it at full speed, and you just see like yeah, you see all those pieces fall behind him, and the little guy just keeps going, and it has a really cool effect, and it feels really nice. Yeah, it feels it feels really good, and plus like you could push another button just to teleport where the other person is. Right. So if they're getting ahead of you, you just push that, and so that's kind of the co-op aspect of like maybe I missed this jump, but you missed it. Right. It's kind of like uh, what's that version of golf where you take the best shot? Okay. <laughs> you know I what know I mean? What you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's like that, but with a platformer. Yeah. Um, even the combat felt pretty good. There's some like interesting combat moves where if like one knack is holding still, the other one gets behind him and like holds down the punch button and shoots all these punches out. It'll actually start shooting out the other knack's particles into it's like, like a, a wave of like bullets. a fastball special from like the Avengers. Yeah, like, you know, like Hulk throws Wolverine or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, um, it's that kind of stuff. It was pretty yeah. neat. And it was like, run. it looked really good and it was running really smooth. It was way more fun than it should have been. Yeah, we were totally, we totally came away kind of grinning and having a good time. Yeah, I was like, I didn't, like, we had to leave because like we had to get in line. I could have probably played a bit yeah, more. Yeah, there, there's another section where I'm like, yeah, we should probably play this, but no, yeah, we didn't have time. But I don't know, that might be a game we should just like, honestly just play co-op when it comes out. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that was super fun. <sighs> uh, yeah, and then uh, the other game I played was uh, the Gran Turismo Sport Virtual Reality section uh, PSVR, and um, they had a bunch of Gran Turismo Sport stations set up right next to each other, and there was one where you could play with a controller and play it in VR. There was one on the other side that was uh, contr- or, uh, was like a, a, a wheel with the pedals and it on a 4K TV right in front of you, and that looked really good. And the one in the middle was the VR with the, the wheel and the pedals, and that's the one I played. Uh, and it was very neat to be in there, like having my hands line up with the hands in front of me on the wheel, and that it was very immersive. But at the same time, the, the PSVR and the PlayStation Four, even with the Pro, uh, visually the fidelity of the VR games in there, it's it's really kind of it pales in comparison when you take off the headset and go look at the game running in 4K on screen right next to it. It looks very old, ancient. It doesn't. It's just not, it isn't immersive because you know what they can look like on a TV, which I think is how most people are going to play this game. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of got out. I, I still had a good time. I think it works. But we got out and we actually had an interview with Yama Uchi. Yeah, cousin Nori Yamauchi. That's right. Yeah. So he, and he's the guy who's been running the grant. Who was a delight to talk with, by the way. Yes. Very nice guy. Very he's, nice guy and very, like, honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was, guy. Yeah. I asked him, like, hey, are you happy with PSVR? He's like, 
look, I've been wanting something like this for 50 years, but honestly, he basically said, no, I'm not happy with it. I want more. Um, so it was kind of nice to just get him to kind of come out and just say that because I'm sure that's how he really feels. Yeah. I, I knew it was like how he really felt. I'm just glad he said it. Um, we'll probably have more from that interview later. Yeah, I think we're going to post it because it was like, we only asked him maybe a handful of questions, but every answer it was just interesting. Yeah, it was very insightful. Um, yeah, okay. So then the PlayStation conference starts. Uh, you're in there. You guys are God. struggling with Wi-Fi. Me and Dean were in there. You, you two were back here. Yeah, I left. left. I should have left. I messed. You should have. Why didn't? Why don't you? Why don't you tell me what to do? I, I was like, I was <laughs> asking you what I should do. I said, should I go with you? Or should I stay and I said, here? It's up to you. And I knew that was a mistake. You're right. <laughs> and I wanted because Dean has been going like all these press conferences by himself, and I feel I almost felt bad. He, he, he even like kind of made his overture. He's like, we should like we we you guys are here. You should go to the press conferences, which is a good point. And all the ones, the, all the other ones, the Wi-Fi has been working fine. So you know what? I'm going to stay for this one. I'm sure Sony's going to have good Wi-Fi. No, no, no. It's, it's honestly the only one we've had really bad Wi-Fi at. I mean, it was like PC yeah. gaming show. Wasn't to the point where like we, we 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 were trying to work there for like 15 minutes and we just had to like leave. Yeah. And like at first we were like working right outside, just like tethering on our phones, and then we we're going to kick out of there. We had to like go over to the USC campus and find a Starbucks there. <laughs> And that's when we were working, like, and they were closed. We were, like, outside of there on a table, like, working. It was awful. To be fair, though, you guys stayed there. We came back, and we were all on the same struggle bus because we were also having a lot of problems. Yeah, I actually had to reset this router a little bit, but we were Uh, doing far better than you guys. It was Um, a bit of a nightmare. But but the show itself. Our coverage troubles aside. But we got to cover it. We covered it. Yeah, we we got everything posted. I'm proud of us. I keep telling everyone that they did a really good job. Um, Praise me more, Daddy. (laughs) But in terms of, yeah. Let's go around the table and actually have everyone praise Mike. Say something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we run things. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Like, thank you so much. You don't it have to say. Yeah, it's a blessing to work. Uh, how Mike. blessed are you guys right now? <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, the show started, um, and it was so hectic. I don't remember what they opened with. They opened with, and I remember vividly because they opened with this Indian band playing. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. very cool. It was very cool, and they did the same thing. It was very cool. And it was almost surprising that they put that much production and effort into Into the the Uncharted standalone expansion. Yes. And I love Uncharted. It's like my favorite modern gaming series. But it it was a a weird amount of attention to give uh, that. And it's weird because I I think when they... I think they almost regret introducing it as a standalone expansion because they really are trying to position it as a game now, like a full-on game. And it's kind of like people are almost having a hard time taking it seriously as that. Right. And it feels like they misread the opportunity here or they, they're misreading the room of, of like PlayStation fans and how they should pre- pre- be presenting this. I'm wondering if they're like, we have budgeted this game for only so much content. It is not going to be a full Uncharted experience. It's going to be maybe half of that. So we're, we are going to be charging 20 or $30 instead of $60. Uh, so, but they're also trying to have their cake here and eat it too, sort of right. situation. Where they're like, oh, but no, it really is this huge thing. And we are going to open up with like this huge production. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play that. But, I'm super going to play it. I'm excited for it. But I, th- I don't think you're being strange here. I think there are a lot of PlayStation fans who are huge Uncharted fans who are, are sort of like, okay, yeah, this is great. Of course you're making an, expan- an expansion for Uncharted. Where's The Last of Us 2? Yeah. Um, and we don't, I guess we don't have to jump right into anything like on, on that. I just think with on this Uncharted DLC, it is kind of, it was strange. It was, a, it was, it was strange because it was a really cool opening and I was like, now, I, I first thought that maybe this was in charge. I'm like, no, they're not opening with that. What is this? Yeah, is this like, something maybe new? Or maybe, I don't know. I, I actually was, I was really thinking it was something new because I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? 
What was next after that? Um, they did, they did they did a couple of other things, and then Sean Layden Layden came out for like um, a hot second, yeah, to kind of say, "Hey, we're gonna get right back into the games." Um, I don't know. We got some. I mean, there was a Horizon Zero Dawn right. expansion. That's, that's what yeah. came up right after Frozen that. Wilds, which is like you know that's cool. Uh, that was a very great game this year. I'm sure the expansion for it will be nice. Um, but then uh, I guess the next really big game they had uh, after after Sean Layden Day's Gone. Uh, Days Gone, you're right. I was going to go to sh- right to Shadows of Shadow of the Colossus. No, Days Gone was so Days first. So okay, and it looked good. So yeah, Days Gone is another post-apocalyptic zombie game. I think the big thing that sets this game apart from that genre as a whole. And Stephanie, you were even saying why do we need more of this when we were watching it. Uh, the thing they're trying to say is that, like there's a bunch of really cool zombie crowd tech. Uh, the the zombies will react. You know, dynamically, depending on how you approach them, what you do to them, how you scare them. And it is a cool visual when you see, like, that wave of zombies running down somewhere. Yeah, running down or running away from you because you made a distraction. And, like, you can sneak up behind them now because they're causing this huge commotion. And everyone that you were going to have to deal with, you don't have to deal with them anymore. That's It's neat. And it's it's a systems-based idea that I think is very fascinating. Uh, Everything else, the uh, like accoutrement of this of this world, it's very familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like if they had done like a Sons of Anarchy meets The Walking Dead, you know, and had something kind of like some personality in there, and I just felt like watching it, I just felt like the zombies were like so dumb, you know, yeah, like, very, he's, like very he's dull. rustling around in the bushes, and they're just like whatever. They didn't like care, so there just didn't feel like there was urgency there. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just what. I would want in a zombie game mm-hmm. in addition to others. You know what I would want from a zombie game? No zombie game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that. I mean, it's just, it's all played out. I mean, yeah, at this point, yeah. like, unless it's Uncharted or uh, Naughty Dog doing their Last of Us thing with kind of zombies, and sure, they get a pass. But we're we lucky that Dean's not here because he freaking loves this game. <laughs> yeah. He's super excited for it. Well, we'll let him defend that. Uh, but speaking of played out, like, that was like one of like at least two games that they showed during this conference that had, uh, Someone in a bush sneak out and kill someone. Like someone was hiding in a bush, and then they jumped out and killed someone. Which is something you do in Horizon Zero Dawn ton as well. And they they, they didn't show that in the Horizon thing. It just seems like this is like their go to gameplay mechanic. Share it. Um, let's see. So I, I, days gone, but, but let's get to the next one: Shadow of the Colossus, which is actually a big surprise. A big surprise, not especially after like Last Guardian took forever. I think maybe the biggest surprise at the yeah, Sony yeah. show. So this is a yeah. remake of PlayStation Four. Quality remake of Shadow of the Colossus came out 2005-ish on the PlayStation 2. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. forever ago. Um, Such a good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. do, do, has everyone here played it? Oh, yeah. God, I love what, it. What do you think when you saw that kind of up, up there on the screen? Like, do you think it was a sequel at first? What? Yeah, I thought it was a sequel because it's been like over a decade since yeah. right. I've seen it. I thought it was a sequel but... just because, I mean, it looks much better. And they already yeah. had an HD version of it. Right. Uh but yeah, and, and the weird thing is, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily mad that it's not a sequel. And uh, yes, that's yeah. kind of how I'm. I'm kind of yeah. in, in between there. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the Last Guardian. I think I will always like Shadow of the Colossus way more. So it's yeah, kinda, I'll go yeah. back to it. Um, but like, are they gonna have to like change any of the mechanics? I I, I, I know wonder, those control right? systems kind of feel a little bit old. Like yeah. that. some of it. Yeah, I mean that was even a complaint when the game came out. Some of the control stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know sometimes sometimes you can't change too much of stuff. I mean it looked really good. It looks it looks great what they showed. I mean 
They should have done VR. No. Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> VR. That, yeah. There is a great climbing game in VR just called The Climb from uh, Crytek. And yeah. I like it a lot. Is that the Everest one? It's, there's Everest yeah. VR. I actually haven't even booted that, booted but, that one up. But there's a climb one and it, it works really well. But I, yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. one of like the few like get, got getting real excited moments for me when like I was seeing this and like I saw the logo. like, this kind of looks like Shadow Colossus, mm-hmm. but it's not today. And they're not doing another Team Miko game, right? And like that kind of familiar voice. Thing comes in, I'm like, oh my god, this is Shadow of the Colossus. And I realized it was a remake when, like, the you started reckoning, recognizing a lot of the Titans. Yeah, all, ev- yeah. every single one of the Colossi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's no new Colossi here, so this is definitely a remake. And they didn't, they never specified that. They just, at the end, they still have it, but the name is still just Shadow of the Colossus. Just Shadow of the Colossus. It's not even Shadow of the Colossus Remaster HD because they've mm-hmm. already done that, so they can't do it again. But uh, it's definitely like, yeah, I'm sure, I'll take that. Right, exactly. Yeah, at the same time, though, it is kind of, it is just real. Yeah, and I am sometimes kind of of the mind, like, you know, it's okay for a game to be old. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't even say that about Final Fantasy VII. Everyone, you know, filming them up for a remake of that. I, I could still go play Final Fantasy VII and appreciate that right. and have fun with it. Uh, same thing with, um, with Shadow of Colossus. I still think that looks really cool in a way. But the stuff, this definitely does look gorgeous, and I'm excited to play it. It makes me wonder, like, uh, they did that HD remaster, and now... There weren't fans like calling for a Shadow of the Colossus like remake, like oh we'll remake this. Like there are people for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right? No, this wasn't something that anybody was expecting at all. Oh, That's why it was kind of neat. Like, no one right. was asking for. Not necessarily. It's like people are yeah, people are excited for it. Yeah, you do no. wonder. You, it is a lot of tech to make. You, it's funny because we kind of assumed that Team Eco and stuff like that was kind of done. Uh, with the whole last garden fiasco, did they, um, they, did they flash the Team Eco? No, but like logo games of that, yeah, like whoever. I wonder like, if this is just like Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, just like it's, I mean, because they're just basically have to put assets on top of like an old engine or whatever. Yeah. So whatever, but yeah, it was it was a cool moment. I think. Uh, okay, so the next big game, I, and it, there was there's smaller stuff in between here. Sure. Um, it, I guess it was, was there any like anything that did stick out that's maybe smaller that isn't one of these big three games? I think this this was like about at the point where we had to leave the entire okay. Sony area and try to get like Wi-Fi. Or did somewhere. anything stick out to you, Stephanie? I mean, I thought so I have like sort of a love hate relationship with VR because like mm-hmm. there are all these times when I'm like, oh, that would look really cool in VR, or like you know, Bravo Team, like a military shooter. Right. That that would be really cool. You're like dodging the enemy fire. But at the same time, that voice in the back of my head is like, it's not going to be cool. Yeah. You're, you're not going to enjoy yourself. You're going to be it's sick. Just <laughs> never gonna, it's just never going to feel as uh, amazing as you imagine it could. Uh, that's been the problem with a lot of VR experiences right. for me. Yeah, but it's still, you know, I feel like some of the stuff is cool. Like, not so into the inpatient because the hospital horror thing has been done right. before. But, like, Moss was cute. Right, and this is um, the, from the whole PSVR session, Yeah, that's from right? the whole PSVR session. I thought Bravo Team looked like it could be pretty cool. So I guess we'll see if- any of them live up to the expectations. Yeah, I, I guess I'm. I guess it is worth noting that I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that Sony would have a huge PSVR thing, but I did expect them to at least mm-hmm. mention a few games. Mm-hmm. And there was I think it's a newish product that they, they have to keep. Yeah, right, yeah. They have to keep supporting. Skyrim is coming. To right, that, I guess. I guess know, that was because so. Bethesda didn't even mention that. Right, they talked. Bethesda about, clearly saved that one for them. For Sony, mm-hmm. yeah. doing, doing them a solid there. Right. Yeah. How yeah, many just, times they just though? Said switch. Right. Yeah. They just said switch. I think they're really pushing people's goodwill on Skyrim at this point. Like, like, how many right. times it's like, hey guys, here's come Skyrim again. It's like Jesus Christ. It's uh, coming to Legend. There was a really good. Switch. I know. Yeah. There was a there was three Skyrim announcements <laughs> at this show. There was that really game good... came out in 2011. <laughs> okay, listen. There's a really good tweet about this from someone who said that uh, 
it is the new generation's Sergeant Pepper's, uh, like Bar- Vine Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band on, yeah. on you know, LP, mono and stereo, <laughs> yeah, and, and then a cassette and then CD. Uh, yeah, they're really trying to do that. And too. you know, I like Skyrim. It's a great game. I don't know if it's like the best game ever, and it's this kind of reverence. I mean, there is a huge. There are people who, who like it. it like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Some people really like Skyrim. That's fine, but yeah, I, 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 it's a it's, <laughs> Some people are like, yes, finally, I can play this in VR. That's what I've been waiting for. And like, okay, go ahead, have, have fun. I don't think you're gonna have quite as much fun as you think you're gonna have. Um, but that that's another story. Um, yes, PSVR. They had their little section there, and then they jumped from that. Uh, to I think uh, maybe the the other big surprise, maybe in a way, although I think we maybe heard a little sure the monster this. monster oh, yeah. hunter world, yeah. Which, um, yeah, I, it looks pretty. It looks pretty. I mean, it doesn't look like as it doesn't look like as good as like you know. It's not Horizon. No, but it looks pretty cool. I mean, it definitely looks. Game, I mean, I guess, these game it, these games have been kind of a handheld thing for a while now. Yeah, they've been held back by less than the best tech for many many iterations on this series. There's been a lot of sequels. They've all come out. Uh, they were on Vita for a long time. Uh, I, I kind of don't even know what the most recent stuff's been on. Uh, like we, the one what that was that one that was well, most of it's been on 3ds. Yeah, lately. 3ds. That's the one right. was on Wii U, and then one's coming for the Switch. Also, it's a different one than this. Right. And I think I think a lot of people were expecting the series to maybe shift fully to the Switch, and it's clear that Capcom has been making instead this Monster Hunter World game for a long time for the PS4. Well, there is a Switch one also coming. Yeah, no, there is. Yeah. But I thought like, uh, like no, they're like putting they're, they're they're spreading their chips a little. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's still Monster Hunter. It's still just you know the big swords, slow combat that's very deliberate, and that you have to uh, plan out strategically as you are making decisions. And it's about taking down giant enemies, giant crabs. crabs. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's still Mon- Monster Hunter, although I think for the people that like Monster Hunter, this is exactly what they wanted sure, to refresh the series. I think it's been losing steam, even in Japan, where it's a huge success. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You were actually, Mike, you were saying you think this is an overture to the West? A little bit more, because I mean, in Japan, uh, if you wanted to really hit that, obviously you do mobile anyways, or you would just bet on the Switch thing, right? Right. But places were doing very well in the West. It's not even doing that well in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't put that much into this, except that you're kind of looking at some other things, like your Witchers or your what have you, and thinking maybe Monster Hunter could maybe have a little bit more success on a console than it could have before in the West. I don't know. That's Maybe it's a reach. Yeah. Detroit Become Human. I think that's... Uh, this was not one I was missing. I was almost glad I was because I don't not like these uh, David Cage games all that much. It looks really pretty and I wish I liked th- those games because it looks so cool. But I'm just like, I know I really won't like this. I've never played a David David Cage game and I probably won't ever play one. Have, have you played any Heavy Rain or anything like that, Stephanie? No, I. What was the other one that he's really known for? Uh, Indigo, Beyond Two Souls, Indigo Prophecy, oh, Beyond Two Souls, and Indigo yeah. Prophecy from way back. Right, when. I played a little bit of Indigo Prophecy. I think the problem for me is like I feel like all his games take themselves really seriously. They take themselves oh yes, dead serious. Well, yeah. and this yeah. one's such a bad example of that too because it's about racism right. in Detroit, yeah. where the the people being discriminated against are androids and not actual humans. And then it's like, uh-huh, and yeah. he thinks this is like a really powerful metaphor, I bet. But it's like, dude, have you? This is very played out. Like, yeah, we've seen yeah. like have Blade Runner for like a really long time now. Like, and android racism is a thing that's been in sci-fi for forever. Right. So taking it super seriously just makes it seem like you actually don't realize how quite played out it is. Yeah. yeah. And then like the only time, like the first two trailers, I feel like they were both like white main characters. And mm-hmm. then this last one, 
was like a black character. Jesse Williams, then, the actor, yeah. Yeah, and then it's suddenly all about like the Underground Railroad and like freeing all the right. other androids, and it just became such a like so heavy handed. In your face. But even worse, even worse yeah. than that. So there is this point in and the, the trailer. Violence. The yeah, it's like inciting violence. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's like, uh, would you choose violence or pacifism? Right. That's as if never those came are your, up. as if those are your only two choices. Yeah. First of all. But then it's That's like, how you do a full problem. You know, but, but then, like, the, yeah, then the guy uh, chooses violence, uh, the, the hero, the, yeah. the, the new black character, and yeah. it's clear that when he chooses violence, it's like, oh, now you're the bad guy. Right, yeah. Now you've gone too far. Yeah. You And, and the only way to really be, you know, a real hero here is to take some murky yeah. middle ground at, like, where they, they didn't even present that as an option. They just said violence or pacifism. Mm-hmm. So they're forcing you down these pathways. It just, yes. Ham-fisted, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> problematic, embarrassing, and we haven't seen any gameplay. You know, well, I mean, so it's all, it's just, like that's that the, is the gameplay. That's the thing. That, like but, some of it's like, yeah, it's uh, like making. That's what the gameplay is in these things. It's literally just like push X. But no, I'm with to you, Jason. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, where's the where's push the, X to solve yeah. racism? Yeah, where's the, <laughs> where's the Pepsi button? The yeah. Pepsi. Oh man! <laughs> Open your inventory. There we go. <laughs> So yeah, that, I mean, another David Cage game. People yeah. that people do like those games have you know more power to you. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I think that you should you should feel bad for like those games because they're bad and your opinions are bad. <laughs> they do keep making them a lot of money, and they so he keeps making bigger. Did Beyond Two Souls make money? Uh, I, don't, I feel I like that because I've only heard bad things. I thought that one bad. was like really overshadowed by Last of Us at the time, right? I would hope then so. Kind of, well, you would think. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Was Dakota Fanning? No, L the other Fanning. little, the other girl. Uh, L Fanning. L Fanning. No, the Fanning sisters. So yeah, both Fanning. <laughs> no, Juno was in it. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, all right. Kitty yeah. Pride. Oh, Kitty Pride. I'm trying to think of any other characters she played. I forget. She always looks. She she she's like 30, but she perpetually looks like she's 15. I like her. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a good actress. I've heard really bad. I think she was fine in it, but I don't know. Wasn't yeah. Defoe, wasn't it? All right, what was next? Right. <laughs> that was that David yeah. Cage. <laughs> Let's, okay, two more big Sony games, God of War, which do, have we talked about yet? No, no. not yet. So, I, Mike, have you had a chance to I haven't actually seen this. I've been re- I was really having this game last year. I saw a bit of it. I was actually watching it like on my phone while we were walking to like somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks really cool. It kind of seemed like a jumping all over the place sort of trailer. Mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things about last year was that it was that kind of long... Like, here's a level. Right, yes. Gameplay sequence that showed you, gave you a really good idea of what this game's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Or at least what they want the game to be um, like. You seem kind of a little, not down, but you not didn't down. Not, but like not super plus about what they showed this year. I just, it's just like, once they kind of got into the combat with not a major mini boss or big boss, and it was just sort of a wave of enemies, he was just sort of hacking and slashing like you'd nah. expect. And the, yeah, the camera's over his shoulder. And it is different than the old uh, God of War camera where it's way out there, so you're doing all these weird flips and stuff. He, it's much more just sort of spins and a few double-handed moves and things like that. And it, so it's different. It was just not – it didn't seem that exciting. It just seemed like maybe you right. would be going X, X, Y, X, X. The problem is, you know, it's the second time you see a game sometimes. Yeah, and I think that is the other part and of then, it, is that we, we've known that this game has looked really impressive for a year now. And so maybe I was expecting that wow. a similar level of being impressed. Well, then they show you that, happened. and then they say 2018, and you're yes. like, early oh, 2018, but 2018, and, nonetheless. Yeah, and I think there, there's still a chance that maybe a game like that could slip, or one of the other games that's in 2018, which is I, a lot so, something we haven't touched on. All the, mo- almost all these games are coming yeah. out in 2018, except for the Uncharted DLC. Try to say, was Detroit? When's Detroit? That has to be this fall. 
I, I, I mean, just because it doesn't have to be. I don't even know if they even said maybe like, it's a, not a time range yeah. yet. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't look like they've actually set a date. It's always just been Detroit. Detroit yeah. become become human. Become and then human. It just like ends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think God of War is probably still going to be really great. Uh, he's still very much Daddy Kratos sure. teaching his son how to do stuff, and there's that's a cool that's a cool thing. Yes, it it, it could be cool. Um, you know, he wants to be he wants to do stuff that is uh, beyond the scope of the original Kratos, where he's always angry at everything, uh, and instead he's trying to actually teach him lessons and stuff. But those lessons are always still here's how you kill stuff, which yeah, of course that's what he's going to teach us. You know, there's only two choices: you can either uh, fight or uh, take passivism, right. Right. Yeah, right, that's right. Right. or become an android. That's Actually, three choices. That's how these things work. So yes, let's see. Uh, what's the okay? So the last game was Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man, yeah. which. Um, it was cool that that was the last game because at first I was like, is it also not showing this one? Because it become clear at this point they're not showing The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. They're holding that off right. for whatever reason. Maybe because you know it's further out than we even thought. Maybe because they were focusing on the Uncharted thingy for Naughty Dog. Yeah, so they close with um, Spider-Man. This is the Insomniac game. And it looked really cool. Yeah. Um, really cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, really pretty. The, the swinging is physics-based. They I confirm know. just like, like I mean, Spider-Man 2 from... You know, it, it, it looks PlayStation 2. It looks very Arkham Spider Man, even more so than the Amazing Spider Man games, which were already kind of Arkham Spider Man y. Especially like the way he's like. Touch those. Yeah. Well, especially like the way he's like kind of like on the rafters, yeah. like getting them at like one by one. Like observing the scenario before taking mm-hmm. it on. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. That was very Arkham. Uh huh. And I mean, he's doing those Spider Man things you would expect. Like he's quipping a bit and, and whatnot. And, and the, the part where they were like swinging through the streets and he was running the on be- balls. And yeah, the best part was when he was chasing this helicopter and swinging, and that looked really cool. And at the same time, it was also the, the strangest part for me. Uh, because the, the, that sequence, the, the helicopter sequence, when he was running on walls, it was great. But then he would maybe, like, there would be a billboard in front of him uh, where the. Uh, the helicopter was carrying this safe, and he would knock down the billboard, and Spider-Man would jump perfectly through the middle of this destructive, this, this destruction, and it looked so perfect. I'm like, is this like half gameplay, and then really quickly jumping into cutscenes where I'm not actually controlling it, right. which, which, which is like something that like Uncharted does, kind of, right? You kind where of, you get you go into these scripted sequences, but they're so good at like making it seamless that you think even those are gameplay. And then way. in this game, we see that those seams become very apparent when they turn into QTE sequences. There, yeah, there was a lot of button problems, quick time events, which. Kind of a strange thing to see in a big deal game in 2017. Yeah, and then for a game that's coming out in 2018. And then at the same time, like, they have that that physics-based web slinging where you have to get the webs on the walls to swing through the streets. And that's a very systems-based idea that I love. And it's just, why couldn't they just take that to the extreme and make... The whole game be based right. on these physics-based yeah. systems. It's kind of it, it seems to be really obsessed with doing something super cinematic, and you know sometimes the only way you can do stuff like that uh, is with QTEs because you can't have a button. Like, what's the right. button to like shoot a web onto a building to stop it from falling down or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to, so well in this one instance that button is square, and you'll know because we'll tell you on the screen. Right. Uh, not saying it didn't look good. It did. It did look good, and maybe that stuff's fine on the con. It is like a spider. Remember that Spider-Man three game was like it has like that funniest video of that QTE no, section mm-hmm. where it's like this oh, lady yes. trapped in the thing. Yeah. She's like Spider-Man. And then he falls. Then he just if you just misses the one. He just. Play yeah. slides and she's like, oh no, and then she blows up. And that, I feel like that GIF was like the argument, like, yeah, QTEs are done. Right. And and, and now, now Spider Man is like, nah, they're back. <laughs> the only game that we've had at E3 so far that has a QTE prompt has been Spider Man. Yeah, that is strange. Um, 
I think, okay, so there weren't a lot of big surprises at Sony. There wasn't The Last of Us 2. Was this disappointing? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's solid. It's fine. They showed a, they showed a lot of games. A lot of them look good, but it is kind of disappointing um, for two reasons. I think the most important reason was so much of that stuff that we've even like already seen before right. is not this year. And, 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 it's, and I, I think that's kind of the problem with the show is that so much of them winning the last couple E3s Kind of came at the expense of this E3. Yeah, really. Right? They were, uh, what they were doing was, that, okay, there's this really great economic idea where you save money, you are giving money to your future self, and when you like borrow money, you're taking money from your future self. Mm-hmm. And it's what they've done is they took the announcements they maybe could have had this year and spent them all already. And so all the games they have to really be talking about now because they're coming out next year, uh, they had to talk about those. And so, and, and so they weren't surprises anymore, and then they couldn't also say, "Here's the same Shinmu three thing again," because right. there's well, still nothing to they show. They can't. From that. Like, what's their option? They can't show things that aren't going to come out till 2019. Right? They can't <laughs> announce that Final Fantasy VII remake is going to happen again, and Square's not going to foot the bill to make another CGI trailer uh, that's not going to be used in the real end product. They're no. trying to save money. They're cut, you know selling off studios and shit. So, so all these huge announcements from the last couple of years that were exciting but are also vaporware that aren't coming out anytime soon or maybe ever or are in various states of unpreparedness. Um, it, yeah, it came at the expense of this year. Um, yeah, and it's weird because like, we still kind of expect the Sony to pull some sort of rabbit out of the hat. I mean, we, we were doing this pre-stuff. We were very low on Microsoft's chances to be impressive, very high on Sony's. And they actually kind of came into like a... Yes, even dead, even heat. Right. Yes, which did. is kind of a loss for Sony. Right. Yeah, they they kind of Microsoft started low, Sony started high, and they met in the middle. And Sony can't really meet in the middle because they've yeah. set such high expectations for themselves. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, a combination of that, like some things not showing up, and just not not much surprising. Yeah. I wanted Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, yeah there wasn't even yeah. Exactly, wasn't even Death no Stranding, Death Stranding. Trailer, which is a new trailer, yeah. right? Which is the kind of thing Hideo Kojima would want to do. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe Sony's just like, wonder, we don't need to do this. And anymore. I wonder too if like it, it is weird because we, we talk about how it's, you know Sony started this thing where you just show trailer after trailer after trailer. Mm. Is that starting to almost already kind of get a little? Like, it was almost kind of refreshing in that Ubisoft press conference when, for a while, Shiggy was just on the stage talking. Yeah. Yes. It was almost kind of nice at that point. Like, and I don't ah. think... So, I don't... Th- so, we come from that perspective where we're writing about these things sure. and we want a break, but I don't think... think I'm starting to see other people echo that and say, hey, can we at least maybe get mm-hmm. someone with a controller on the stage playing through a level yeah. Yeah. and have someone talk us through what's happening? Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't any of that at Sony. Mm-hmm. Zero. No. And even at the PC gaming, it was nice to see a trailer and then have the dev on stage. Which is and something that I think that, that show got mocked for a little mm-hmm. bit ago, but I think they found the right balance of the the bigger announcements get those those chances to have uh, the interviews, and they mm-hmm. don't do them for every single thing. Mm-hmm. And Day 9 has really gotten, the, the, the host of the, yeah. P, of the PC gaming show, has gotten really comfortable keeping those segments going and, and quippy and, and nice yeah. and fast. Um so if, if uh, the other people could maybe start in- integrating the, that just to a little bit, uh, a little degree, I- I'd be much happier, I think. I, yes, it's the, break, the breakneck speed of the Sony press conference was just too much. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I want to talk about here, and then maybe we're going to wrap this up, is yes. was – so we've talked about how Microsoft and Sony compare to each other, but was Ubisoft maybe the, the biggest and most impressive show so far? I would say that Ubisoft's uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 – and maybe even uh, Skull and Bones were both more sub- more surprising, maybe more substantial surprises than anything at Sony. Right. 
you said wait, say, what were the two games from Ubisoft again? Beyond Good and Evil Two, like uh, yeah, it, and then like you'd even mention like the Mario Rabbids game, which yeah. I think is well, we kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, so, but I know, but, but I said Skull and Bones was the other one. Yes, but just and then seeing Mario Rabbids like just really so uh, brazenly embrace this idea of mashing right, like it looks together. like a high quality product. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange, it, and it's a high quality insane product. It's so nuts that it ex- actually exists, and to see it like even if we didn't know it was coming. It was still kind of nuts just to see it put up on the screen in such a way. Like, maybe that's it even more so. Just like nothing, no new ideas really. Yeah, there's nothing. Sony, huh? There's nothing. But like you're saying like a lot of games where people are assassinating people out of a bush. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, I think they might be kind of doing what the Ubisoft did a little bit ago, where Ubisoft, whatever you. After, at the end of each trailer, they would zoom out and yeah. show that, like, oh, it's oh, a multiplayer game. Yeah, like, yeah. I, was like, I was like, all right, guys. That, that cool. was Ubisoft stuff, and now maybe Sony might be falling in that same trap where they're like, hey, people love assassinating motherfuckers from a bush. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to Nintendo to just be Nintendo. Nintendo, and yeah, kind exactly. Of live. Nintendo's been in a pretty good position to really kind of come out and not not that everyone's been bad but there's been a little no, I, I think I think I, like I think the third party people actually done a really good job but expectations are always a little lower for them I think, I think Ubisoft Bethesda were great I think even EA was okay to a certain extent it wasn't it was by far the least sure of all maybe all of them but it was still fine Bethesda's was really fast and, and great and with a lot of stuff again uh, all these shows have been jam-packed with content um, yeah, again, once Wolfenstein 2, even kind of a bigger deal than a lot of stuff at us. It will be funny. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow night after Nintendo's thing, maybe Nintendo will disappoint us because they'll like actually yeah, take the time to like have a bunch of people talking for a long time on the streams. We'll be like, oh, just get to the next game and we'll change our tune by tomorrow. But Already, yeah. We'll see. Um, anything you guys are looking forward to playing? I guess tomorrow's the first day the show's open. It, we can talk about this and we'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> Tomorrow? I can't think about that right I now. Can't even, I need to look at my camera. Oh my, this is how I feel. That's why I shot it to you guys instead of actually having to answer know. myself. I think I'm going to the Mega Booth tomorrow, maybe. Yes. That'll be cool. Yeah, which will be really cool. Really excited about Kingsway, which is uh, like an RPG that kind of uses like a, a Microsoft Windows OS mm-hmm. to interact with everything. Um, I think. No, that's on Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Who knows I have anymore? Some VR things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who does anymore? I, I, I can't. I can't believe. Hey, Dean. Dean's here. Does Dean want to talk about what he saw today? Dean. Well, how, okay. No, Dean. Just defend Days Gone because we called. We kind of like shat on that game a little bit. We shat on a lot. Okay. So why don't you just defend Days Gone and then we're gonna end this that's podcast? That's how we'll close it. Days yeah. Gone. Um, you know. Uh, the more I see of it, and that's Days Gone. More, All right. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know they. Uh, uh, they they seem to be uh, uh, setting up a game where you lay traps and you cleverly sort of uh, outwit uh, this mass uh, of like it's like a sea of zombies. Well, I like I, what I'm saying. To, I do like trying that to they, direct them to to go right. after your enemies instead of you use the zombies you. and yeah. they're very systemic and they yeah. can do things. So that bear trap idea seems like you know that's where they're going with. This. I like that. And we just, I think all the other stuff we were saying, yeah. just the way it looks, the way it's kind of looks like a lot of other. Which is probably more fun than having a, you know, just another zombie shooting game, right? That's fair. Without a doubt. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. totally. All right. Okay. Tactics. I think it's going to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow night to talk about what we've been playing, um, to talk about Nintendo. And then until then, uh, have a good one. Enjoy, you know, our E3 coverage. We've got a ton of stuff at VentureBeat.com slash tag slash E3. I think it's the easiest way to catch all our content there. Uh, Until then, have a good one. Uh, Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. That was like the most tired. Bye. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. (laughs)